Hi, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for our episode of Ohio DD Talks. My name is Nathan Turner. I'm so delighted to be joined today by Susan Monaghan, the president of Fields Playground Group. We're going to have a really exciting discussion on inclusive recreation. So, Susan, why don't you get us started by telling us a little bit about yourself, your connection to our great DD community, and why you're so passionate about inclusive playgrounds. Well, I'm a simple, uh, simple Nana, Nathan, of six grandchildren, and Mila is my youngest and my special flower. Uh, we had a family need uh, when Mila graduated from her gate trainer. Uh, her therapist said, take her to a playground, uh, get her stronger and out with other kids. And so the that began our search. And uh, unfortunately, in Portage County, there were no all-inclusive playgrounds anywhere. Um, Portage County has 20 townships, and we're pretty big, uh, big area. We are mostly farming and that sort of thing. So uh, money for the townships was generated just to keep their roads taken care of, their fire departments and that sort of stuff. And playgrounds were not on their radar. Um, so I ended up driving 25 minutes each way to Summit County uh, to take Mila to the nearest playground. And um, it was there that I thought to myself as I watched the children play and uh, Mila's favorite thing was the swing. So as I'm pushing her on the swing, I'm thinking to myself, we need one of these in Portage County. I mean, we just need to do that. Um, so I approached my township and uh, simply said, you know, I live here. What can I do? Can I help you get a playground started, an all-inclusive playground? Uh, long story short, they weren't interested. Uh, so I gathered a group of like-minded, diverse people, and we started Fields Playground Group in 2017 and formed a small board. And we are now a 501c3 nonprofit. Uh, so I love your motivation. My motivation was uh, the 2010 census for Portage County uh, at that time, because this search has been going on for four and a half years. Uh, there were over 3,000 special needs children. Now it's 2020, and I'm sure, Nathan, the uh, census, those numbers are growing. Um, autism is the largest um, special needs uh, area for our little guys. So I said, you know, we're not the only ones. So I thought, okay. Uh, so we wrote grants. Uh, we got uh, the Portage County commissioners. We got senators. We went all the way to Washington, D.C. as far as recognition. And all the people that needed to hear about us heard about us. Um, Last year under COVID, we lost all of our grants that we applied to. Uh, they were generating their money to um, other PPE, uh, to food banks. And so we were getting a little sad, dejected. How are we going to do this? Uh, at the time, our playground was $500,000. 
and losing all the grants kind of makes you like, oh, gee, you know, where do you go from there? So in December of 2019, our biggest grant came, and that was the capital improvement funding from the state of Ohio in the amount of $250,000. So that Congratulations. was- Congratulations, that's a big deal. It, it was, and our spirits were lifted. The board said, we got new life in us. We can do this. We'll, we'll, we'll pursue this. We're with you. We're not gonna drop the board. They did not want to close the 501. My heart just, you know, so anyhow, uh, Nathan, at that point in time, since January, we have now generated $700,000. We won the Lowe's Points of Light grant. And to give you a little heads up on them, Lowe's is celebrating their 100th anniversary of their inception in North Carolina. We applied for that grant and, you know, through caution to the wind. And uh, in July, we were one of the 100 chosen for the entire U.S. And we were given $135,000. So we have been flying fast. Uh, We are going to tomorrow Uh, Game Time, which is putting in our playground. Uh, We have most of our equipment from Game Time. They're going to be pinning the frame of where the footprint of the playground is tomorrow. Yay. Um, Right after Labor Day, uh, the 7th, they are going to be digging the holes, breaking ground, and start putting in our playground. the reason our playground went from 500,000 to seven was the opportunity with this Lowe's grant to put in our sensory garden that is going to frame our playground. We, if we did not win that grant, we wouldn't have been able to go into phase two. So we're quickly going to get the playground in. It should be in by the end of September, weather permitting. And then we're going to go fast into the sensory garden. Um, So we are hoping tentatively October 24th to have a ribbon cutting ceremony, invite everybody that helped us all of Portage County and cut that ribbon and have those kids play. Uh, The sensory garden will be focused on our five senses, sight, sound, touch, feel, Uh, we wanted these children to actually touch the plants. If they pull one out of the ground, who cares? The goal is to touch the lamb's ear, to smell the flowers, uh, to hear the music that we have tucked in a corner, and just to go. Uh, We will be the first playground also in Portage County to be entirely framed in with an elopement fence. Our autistic children are known as runners and climbers. And so we will have a six foot tall fence with a locking gate. And those children will, for the first time, be able to 
run circles around that fence and mom and dad can sit on that bench and not worry about Austin or Taylor running into the parking lot. And we're going to provide uh, so far 11 benches and the sensory garden will have more. So picnic tables, you know, we want the children and the family that once they go through that gate, everything that the money we were generated from donations, from companies, from our capital improvement to Lowe's has been well used and every penny spent. So we will have the picnic tables uh, where you can sit there and eat and the kids can run back and forth and take a bite of food, go play, go in the sensory garden. Uh, we've included uh, seniors. Uh, we've made a space for seniors. Um, the local garden club is involved, uh, Randolph Garden Club. And so we thought of all-inclusive means everybody, children, adults, uh, seniors. Uh, we wanted it to be a spot. This, this is their playground. So uh, we're pretty excited. And yeah, thank you so much for sharing all of that with us. Okay. It's, a, it's an exciting story. I really love your motivation behind it, and I can relate to your thoughts on inclusivity. I know, you know, as a young child, I really had limited opportunities for inclusive recreation, and it's so difficult uh, for people with disabilities to see themselves as part of a broader community, and a lot of us, you know, might end up alone or not have the same socialization opportunities during childhood because of our disabilities. So really using inclusivity and you, know, you recognize the need for the playground and you you know were able to reach out to community partners and get it funded and execute on its development. I think it's a really great thing for your community. And I just want to talk more about what this concept of inclusive recreation means to you and what makes the playground different from other standard playgrounds. And I know you've already um, gotten into it a little bit, but maybe you could just, from a broader sense, or more specific sense, just tell us about uh, how, how it's different and what inclusive recreation means to you. Okay, well, uh, inclusive recreation means uh, we have bought a buddy bench and we are generated a sign there that tells the children, if you see somebody sitting here, that means they need a friend. Uh, so we've included that. Uh, we are working on a... Uh, touch board that the students that are nonverbal can go up. That is in the, the works on pointing to where on the playground they would like to go. Uh, we have a feature that we are the only one in the United States. We thought of our visual children. Uh, Mila has some visual uh, issues. The uh, steps leading up to the platforms for the slides. Well, when you go to government buildings, you'll see a yellow stripe on the steps so that the people with visual impairments know step up, step down. So we asked game time, could you custom make that strip for our little guys so that they know to step up off the platforms? We're going higher. We, we got to go lower. And so we are the first playground that game time 
is custom making out of marine-based paint, uh, yellow stripes on all our, our step-ups. So um, we're, pretty, we're pretty excited about that because I just know uh, we'll be the first playground, but not the last. And it's little things like that, Nathan, that you, you who would have thought of that unless it was somebody that had a special needs yeah. child that went to a playground and said, my little Mila doesn't know how to transition from the ramp system that's all one color. She would, we found out by accident, would step right off into thin air. Uh, so that was a uh, nail biter uh, experience for Nana when I suddenly thought she was on a safe ramp system and suddenly she's getting ready to face plant. Um, but again, unless it was somebody that had that type of child's need, you wouldn't have thought of that. Um, yeah. People with disabilities and their families are really the best advocates for change in their own communities. And I, and I know you've really done great things in Portage County. Do you have ex uh, plans to expand across Ohio with inclusive playgrounds? Well, we are a simple uh, nonprofit. Uh, you know, there's only six on our board. And this, by the time we get this playground in, this journey will have been close to five years, Nathan. That's a long time. Uh, so we, our goal is we planted the seed. We uh, will get national recognition from Lowe's. Uh, in our local newspapers and TV stations. And Game Time will put us in their catalogs and they will generate that on the web and out for people to see and come. And our goal is when people come to our playground, they'll say, I want one like that. I need one in my area. And if they want to reach out to us, take pictures, say, how did you do this? We'd be more than glad to say, Sure, we'll tell you how we did it. Uh, we'll point you in the right direction uh, and that sort of stuff. But as far as our field's playground group, we aren't going to pursue out of our area, um, if that answers your question. That's understandable. And I hope that you know, collaboration with the private sector continues on, on these types of projects and that they're motivated by the success of what you've done locally to help other communities build similar platforms. So how would what suggestions would you give for someone who would want to develop an inclusive playground in their neighborhood? The first thing I would tell them is don't give up. <laughs> That's why hope is one of the names in our playground. Uh, I have a poem that I wrote, Nathan, if I could read real quick for you. Sure, I'd love uh, to. And it's on our sign, our sponsorship sign when you get there. It says, Mila's hope is that all who come to play will find new friends along the way. Rowan dreams of brothers and sisters at play side by side if just for a day. So on quickly telling you hope is so important. Uh, we had a lot of setbacks. Uh, you know, like I said, we lost our grants. Uh, we were feeling low, dejected COVID. I mean, oh my gosh, COVID, COVID shut down all playgrounds all over the U.S. I mean, it broke my heart to see caution tape around playgrounds. Uh, water parks, little splash pads were no more. 
Um, <clears throat> our children at that time really needed to be outside um, and that avenue was closed to them. Uh, and we were worried that uh, people would not see then the need for playgrounds once COVID started getting better. Uh, but we were blessed with two grants that got us through uh, and supply chain issues, uh, shortages of materials. Uh, ours will have the pour and play surfacing and that was a $200,000 expense. But we were biting our nails since April on that because the urethane needed for that product is in short supply right now. So we have been again blessed with uh, game time being able to procure that ingredient. So our pour and play rubber surfacing can go in. Uh, so we never gave up. We just pursued and that if, if I can tell anybody, um, you're gonna have a lot of setbacks. Uh, you're gonna be worried about the money, but if you are passionate for these kids and keep the hope, you can make it happen. Yeah, so what I'm hearing is that you're saying perseverance is key to success with anything, really. Absolutely. Uh, there were many times when I thought, oh, Lord, <laughs> another supply chain. I can't get the fence. Uh, you know, uh, we have a piece coming, we had a piece coming over from the UK, we bought a piece from uh, the United Kingdom, and I thought to myself, oh dear, when, uh, can it get here on the boat, you know, is there going to be a problem? Funny story, Nathan, when it did get to uh, Chicago, uh, they lost it. So <laughs> here my ability world is missing on the dock somewhere in Chicago. Uh, we worked through that. We found it. We, it is now in Randolph, but it was like anything that could go wrong did. But we laughed about it. We went on. We said, okay, the good Lord says this playground is going in. It'll go there. Uh, so perseverance, hope. Uh, you're going to have hardships. You're going to just say, I don't know if I can do this, but if you're passionate, don't drop the ball. And I, I know I always say that people with disabilities are some of the most resilient people among us. So to do this type of work requires the same level of resilience and just never really giving up. So we're getting to close to the end of our time here. And it's been a really exciting discussion, but I wanted to wrap the show with any stories or feedback that you've gotten from families that affirm the importance of why we need to focus on inclusive recreation and, and playgrounds for all. Okay, I'll try and do this quickly. I have two stories. Uh, Rowan is our secretary, Amy's daughter. Rowan is going to live four doors down from this playground, and she has an able-bodied younger sister, Holly. Uh, Rowan is in a wheelchair and relies on a gate trainer. When Amy first became our secretary, she said to me, Susan, uh, I don't take my girls to a playground because who plays? Rowan's in a wheelchair. There is nothing there for Rowan. Do I put her under a shade tree? 
uh, Holly's younger. I, I can't let her go on the playground without being by her. So these two little girls did not experience a simple playground that is located all over cities. They just didn't have that experience. So that, that is one story. Now, now they have a place to go uh, where both girls are going to be able to play. My zip line has a seat for special needs and a seat for an able body. So That's Rowan incredible. and Holly will be able to zip by each other for the first time ever on this playground. And that's one of our focus is no child with whatever disability is not there with everybody. My second story real quick, we had a fundraiser in May on the site and we set up all our stuff and display and a food truck came and it was wonderful. So I was walking around uh, visiting the parents and the children and answering questions. They were sitting on uh, blankets and I came across a young family. They had like a four-year-old brother and two one-and-a-half-year-old twin daughters. And mom was telling me she lives two townships away. And mom was telling me that her twin daughters, one wears braces and the other doesn't. And she pointed to the one in braces and she said, do you see her knees? Her knees had bandages on them, Nathan. Her mom says when her little sister goes to a playground, she runs to try and catch up with her sister and do what she can. And she's constantly falling. So here this mom is with twins, one with a special needs, one without, and a four-year-old able-bodied brother. And so she was so excited because for the first time, her whole family will be able to go to a playground. And the little one, if she falls on the poor and play, will be just fine. That's an excellent way to wrap up our podcast. I want to thank you, Susan Monaghan, for joining us today. And I want to invite our listeners to connect with us on social media and share their stories of inclusivity to our social media channels. Um, And we will look forward to seeing you soon with another great podcast. Thank you, everyone. Bye-bye. Thank you.